awesome podcast. Toot toot. Well, Big Al, it's summertime, and with that summer temperature comes summer stuff. Everybody's outside, but what are they doing? Across the country, people are coming outside and just standing there because they ain't sure what to do in the sun. Big Al? (laughs) That's right, Mr. Possum. Uh, Everywhere you go, it seems, lately, you just see people out there standing around, sweating in their shorts, unsure of what to do because there's not enough summer activities out there. People don't know what to do. Big Al? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I said, Mr. Possum. Uh, so what do you say tonight we suggest some summer activities for our listeners? Yeah, everybody's telling you to go outside and play, but they don't tell you what to play with. In the next hour, we're going to be telling you exactly what to do. We're going to be suggesting some summer games here. Summer games! So when we come back, Mr. Possum and I will do our first... Summer game. for a treat tonight. We are going to be talking about summer games. Big Hal, what's your first one you're going to tell everybody about? The first summer game that I want to discuss this evening is mud skating, Mr. Possum. Mud skating, huh? Mud skating. This is a bit of a tradition around these parts. The people outside of the southeastern corner of the Clifton neighborhood of Louisville, Kentucky may not be familiar with. It's basically ice skating, but in the mud. Hmm. Personally, I think adopting it as a Summer Olympic game category could open up a whole new opportunity for athletes and innovators. You could have mud figure skating, mud speed skating, mud hockey. Basically, what happens is you wait for the teens down the road to wreck the empty lot next to your neighbor Margaret's house with their F-150s and Land Rovers, and then you strap your skates on and head into the mud and muck. Okay, sounds fun, sloppy, but don't your skates just 
sink into the mud? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, they sink into the mud, Mr. Possum. I didn't say it was easy. In many ways, wearing skates makes the whole thing harder and messier, which I think is part of the fun. A triple axle in the mud is no easy feat barefoot or in skates. And invariably, when you land, you'll get stuck with both feet about 20 inches down in the mud. It's a real challenge. Let me just back up and give you a little uh, toot-toot for that no-easy-feet phrase. Ah, toot-toot. Ice-skating, mud-skating both. Ain't no easy foot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, mine was better, but I'll but toot-toot to yours as well. Hey, stop it. Mud-skating. It'll have you saying, why the heck are we doing this? Mr. Possum. I think it's your turn to suggest a new summer game for our uh, listeners to play. Well, mine's a classic, Big Al. It might surprise you. It's not very wacky. I like to do laps at the pool. You like to do laps at the pool? Yeah, it's great exercise. Get to move your body. Sometimes it's some alone time. There's not many people at the pool. Uh, it's good. You do laps at the pool? Oh, yeah. That's what you're telling me. Oh, yeah. Because, Mr. Possum, I, I know you, and even just a little bit of exercise is something you will complain about for days, weeks, months afterward. I find it very hard to believe that you have been going early to a swimming pool and swimming laps in it every day. I'm not swimming laps. I'm I'm doing laps. It's... Sorry, what? It's... And, I'm doing laps. I mean, it's a small pool. I mean, I'm not swimming laps. I What's mean, the I, difference between doing laps and swimming laps? Well, only a maniac would swim in this baby pool full of barbecue sauce. Oh. I'm doing laps. Oh, okay. I'm lapping it up with my tongue. Right, right. And I've got to move my body because... The more I drink, I've got to kind of pick it up and dump it all to one side so that the barbecue sauce kind of settles in one corner. Yeah. I don't want to just be licking the bottom of it. This this sounds way more like you than the image of you swimming, uh, okay, in like an Olympic swimming pool. Yeah, okay. Oh, no. No, possum don't swim. Uh-uh. Yeah. I like the hot, sticky, summer barbecue sauce in a baby pool. Yeah. Now, do you clean out last year's baby pool, or uh, or do you get a new baby pool every year? Fill it up with barbecue sauce. What's your What's your process there? Well, I don't actually own one. I just, you know, I dump the barbecue sauce into someone else's, and they've got a mess to clean up. Even okay. after I've licked it off, you know, so they clean it. So the summer season kind of unveils itself to you with the presence of baby pools in people's backyards and you start thinking mm, those are looking ripe those are looking ripe for me to dump a bunch of barbecue sauce into exactly i mean it's just the time of the year when you see large basins on the, on the ground outside i mean if there was baby pools in the yard all year i could be living like a summer king all the time now do you uh, do you have a brand that you're loyal to with uh, barbecue sauce or do you make your own well, you know, there's a lot of barbecue restaurants that just throw out perfectly good barbecue sauce, and all you gotta do is be there with your gas can to uh, get it. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I suppose if you collected a lot of the ramekins in the dumpster at a uh, at a barbecue restaurant, you'd come out of there with probably with a good amount of barbecue sauce. Oh yeah, and I do. Yeah, and I do. You put it in a gas can. 
Yeah. Gives it a little tang, a little smoke. I like a smoke flavor. I like a mesquite yeah. in there. It gives it a, a kind of a a spice that lights up your nose. Yeah. I'm not sure that's it's, I'm not sure that's what mesquite means. I don't think that means actual gasoline. Oh, well, you know, this isn't your father's barbecue sauce. Right. Big Al. <laughs> right. Summer Games episode. Big Hal, what's next? The next summer game that I want to talk about tonight is cutting my grass. What? You hate to cut your grass. Oh, it's not a game for me, Mr. Possum. This is a game for all the boys in the neighborhood. See, they got nothing to do come summertime, as we've mentioned, and I've invented this little uh, sport for all of them. Who can cut my grass the most efficiently? It requires physical strength, a souped-up and well-maintained motor, and the drive to defeat all competition, no matter what the personal cost to your body or your other uh, obligations in your life. Now, do you make this into an actual sport, or are you just like, cut the grass and go? No, it's a sport. It's a sort of combination time trial, endurance challenge. Uh, and, and basically, I just, I want to be... Uh, well, I want to be inconvenienced the least amount by you, mm-hmm. and right. I want my grass cut very uh, quickly. I mean, it would be great if I, like, never wake up or never know that you're there, and the grass ends up cut very Ooh, yeah, that'd be, very quick. that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. All right, well, if, if it's a competition like that, what do they win? Well, at the end of the summer, I gather all the neighborhood boys together who have cut my grass, and I announce... Which one of them did it the most efficiently, cut the most grass in the least amount of time, inconvenienced me the least with their presence? Then I pay that kid for all the mowings I got in front of the other kids. Oh, wow. So that must really, like, inspire them to kind of strive to do better in the next competition next summer, right? No, usually they uh, they kind of form a circle around me and beat me up and take the rest of my money. Um, That's kind of become the... The summer ritual is uh, beating me up at the end of the summer and taking all of the money that's on me away. I like to think that I'm teaching them something regardless, even if it's, you know, standing up to a bad boss or, or whatever, however you want to frame it. I, I like to think that I am guiding these kids to, to some kind of, you know, a better life for themselves, right? Yeah, absolutely. They are absolutely learning a lesson. And you're getting your grass cut. For the yeah. low price of getting your butt kicked by a bunch of little boys. Yeah. Hey, pal, where are you going? Hey, what do you got? 
somewhere to be? What's that like? Is it neat? I've always wondered why someone would walk this direction down this street in a crisp new pair of jeans. Me, I'm like a magazine. I got back issues, and I got front and leg and face issues. Doctor says it's misuse, but I know the truth. Our bodies weren't designed for the abuse of Earth's gravity. One time I licked a battery and saw outside the walls of the confines of this laboratory. They're inside all the mirrors, and yet we carry on. Like the words of that old song by that band that was from Kansas. What were they called? Did you know RuPaul is bald? Do you know what you do if you got mauled by a mountain lion? Are you supposed to try and fight him or just go limp? Hey, are blimps still filled with flammable gas? Or is it just hot air in them things? Hey, you're not wearing any rings. Are you skeptical of the deceptive pull of monogamy or just trying to be a complete person first before you give in to how society thinks the so-called family should look? I could write a book, but nobody's paying me. I'm Buffy the Vampire-style fantasy, but nobody cares about good reads. It's all reality TV. And have you seen what passes for reality to these masses? It's all boiled and concocted. The dialogue's all chopped up and rearranged at the exact right spot in your brain. So you keep letting the ads flow into your veins. Not everyone can see it, but I see it. Five dollars for a cup of coffee? Sure, I'll happily pay that much. What do you gotta wear? Some special gold slippers when you're pouring the stuff? They're cooking our brains. So I went to a movie, they had these reclining seats. But you couldn't do just your back and not your feet. Maybe I don't want to watch Dunkirk with my feet up in the stirrups, Dr. Genius. Can I get you anything from concessions while you message my subconscious with obnoxiously loud Dolby surround disguising what our programmers are saying as we gobble up whatever buck they've decided we deserve today? Anyway, I'll let you go. Maybe I'll see you down the road. And before you go asking me, let me say... Yes, I am angry. Yes, I am sad. And yes, I am going to cut my grass. Yes, I am miserable. Yes, I am lost. And yes, I know that my grass is long. Yes, I am angry. Yes, I am sad. And yes, I am going to cut my grass. Yes, I am miserable. Yes, I am lost. And yes, I know my grass is long. Yes, I am going to cut my grass. Yes, I am going to cut my grass. Mr. Possum, what's your next summer game? Well, when I think about summer, I think team building. Summer is for teams. It's for people to learn about one another and think of each other as members of a team. You know? Yeah. A lot of corporate types take their underlings out to paintball games and stuff like that. Yeah, like a rope course. What's a rope course? Oh, it's just like a team building thing like you were saying yeah rope stuff i'm sure you could learn team stuff i for my money i mean rather for your money i think the best team building experience you're gonna have is coming to my hot cold walk i run a team building exercise i even put on a polo shirt for this thing wow and you you come out with your with all the people that work for you and you take off your shoes and you walk on some hot coals. Wow. You know, I've heard of that, Mr. Possum, and I've heard that it actually, that it works. Oh, yeah. It works. Gets you to face your fears, especially if you're afraid of walking around on hot stuff. Those are the people that learn the most, I've found. Yeah. And I'm a great coach. I stand there with my golf shirt on, and I tell them what to do. And the best part is... A lot of these hot cold walks, you take off your shoes and you lay them aside and you're, you get them mixed up with your buddies. Because, you know, your buddies, you wear the same shoes probably. They're just different sizes. But at my place, you know, I keep an eye on them. I say, those are yours. Okay, so probably the biggest part of your job, you'd say, as the guide on this 
uh, uh, hot coal walk journey is keeping track of the shoes. Yes, uh, there, and you know what? I learn a lot about the people, my clients, my guests. I call them when they come out because I actually walk a mile in their shoes. I will actually get to see what it's like for them, and no other hot coal guy's gonna do that. I will literally put your shoes on and walk around in them. Now, a question I have about uh, hot coal walking. Uh, where do you get your coals, Mr. Possum? Oh, just planted earth. I mean, all, all you gotta do is just walk around on the street in the summer during, down like a gravelly part of, you know, unfinished alley. And them's basically hot coals powered by the sun. Oh. Pointy, okay. hot. So you don't actually lay out like lit charcoal in like a path the traditional way. No, no. You just go stand by a gravel road and mm -hmm. get like office people to take their shoes off. And then they walk on the gravel mm -hmm. and then you run off. It sounds like you just run off with their shoes. Well, if the shoe fits, steal it. That's what my daddy told me. Yeah. Now, sometimes these shoes just fit me so good, and I got to test them out by running. And, boy, I get to running in them, yeah. testing them out. And the next thing I know, I've lost my team. And that's just me being forgetful and bad with directions. It's not like I'm doing anything malicious. Right. You're not doing anything malicious. You're just no. convincing a bunch of people to come out to a gravel road somewhere yeah. and let you borrow their shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you learn so much about yourself walking around. I do think whether or not you are a qualified uh, sort of guide on this, which it doesn't sound like you are, no. but whether or not you are, this does actually sound like a good team-building exercise because now yeah. you've got a bunch of sort of city folk out in the middle of the country with no shoes, and they got to figure out how to get back into town. Yep. And if they're thinking, if they're using their their heads, they're thinking, "Ouch, you know this hurts." Yeah. That you would be, yeah, that'd be one. That'd be one, definitely one thing I'd be thinking. <laughs> but then they're also thinking, "Well, this guy, he must really need them shoes because this is his life. I I saw him in his polo shirt. He didn't have no shoes. This is what it's like for him all the time." And that's probably why they don't complain about me is because by the end of it, they understand me. Also, I don't have a business card or any way to find me. Yeah, you don't even have a phone or anything. No, I ain't got no phone. What you got next for us? Now, you've all heard of badminton, the famous yard sport 
where you hit a shuttlecock across a suspended net. Mm-hmm. A leisurely afternoon game perfect for summertime. Well, I've looked into some of the failings of that particular game, and I've come up with my own variant of it, Mr. Possum, that's called Good Mitten. Oh, Good Mitten. Y'all can play your badminton. I'll be over here playing Good Mitten. Okay. Sounds tight. Ask me what the difference between badminton and good mitten is, Mr. Prosser. So what's the difference between badminton and good mitten? Well, in badminton, each of the players has a racket with which to hit the shuttlecock when it comes to them over the net. Mm -hmm. In good mitten, I have two rackets and my opponent has zero. Oh, cool. Also in good mitten, there's no out of bounds, so you can hit the thing as hard as you want. And your wife can't say, oh, that went too far, or, you know, would complain about uh, some imaginary line somewhere. Right. Sounds like you reap a lot of benefits. This is, like, good for you, Mitten? Is that the idea here? Well, it's, yeah, good. I mean, I say it as good, Mitten, but I suppose Mm -hmm. you could say good for you, Mitten. Mm -hmm. That sounds appealing as well. Does your wife ever get to switch roles and be the, the person with two rackets? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That would be like a... Well, we'd call that worse mitten, I think. Something like that. Right. I think that's a kind of meat. Worse, worse mitten? Yeah, I think it's a kind of German meat, which is also good for summer. I digest. Yeah, so check out good mitten. I don't know, Big Al. I mean, it doesn't sound super fair. I mean, I'm coming over to your house. You got two rackets. I got nothing. I don't know. Well, think about this, Mr. Possum. Think about how good you would feel if you played a game of good mitten against me, you didn't even have a racket, and somehow you still won. Think about how devastating that would be for me. Right. That would be good. Right? Yeah, you got a point. I could probably improvise. I could give that shuttlecock a good smack with my hand, send it across the net, and score a point. Oh, well, I mean, you're not allowed to hit it with your hands, Mr. Oh. Possum. Great. Mr. Possum, what is... The next summer game you want to talk about. Well, summer brings new challenges. You know, the trendy challenges, like a few years ago, was the ice bucket challenges. Like, dump a bucket of ice over your body. And then yeah. there was there was the cinnamon challenge, where you live your life like a mummy for a second, and you got your mouth full of dry stuff. And then there was a cicada challenge, where you just shake a tree and let cicadas climb over your body. Well, this summer's hot new challenge trend is the Wild Animal Care Challenge, Big Al. Okay, Wild Animal Care. I I like the sound of this. Yeah, it's a hilarious trend where you invite a possum inside your house that has air conditioning and couches and blankets and stuff and places to hide for the entire summer. Uh Isn't that funny? Isn't that hilarious? I can just see the viral posts on this. Yeah. Look at him. He's all comfortable and sleeping. Nobody's hunting him. That's hilarious. You know, put a little song behind it. You can make a little funny TikTok out of it. Look, look, he's crawling through the pantry, eating all the food. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's punishing him or chasing him with a broom. That's hilarious. That is so summer, you know? Yeah. And then at the end of the summer, the person who has taken the greatest care of the possum yeah. They win the summer, and they're the proclaimed king of summer, probably. This is a scheme you've clearly cooked up 
to get yourself invited into people's homes for summer, um, which is not doesn't have the sort of organic objectivity of a cinnamon challenge or a uh, you know an ice bucket challenge. You're clearly doing this to benefit your own situation, right? Well, I mean, I haven't decided if I'm going to take part in all this or not. You haven't decided if you're going to take part. Like, yeah. So if I said to you right now, hey, why don't you come over to my house and live inside, indoors, all summer and eat all my food? You haven't decided if you would say yes to that? I'm not sure yet. I'm not really one to go for trends, you know. I'll see. I got to see what your house is like and all that stuff. I've still never been inside there. Yeah. Well, how about you come over and live there all all summer? How about that? Mm, okay, maybe. Wow. You see what's happening here with this dynamic, Big Al? Now I'm the hot girl who's saying, I don't know if I want to go out on a date. But before, I had to beg you to go on a date. It's working perfectly. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got to say, my hands are twitching a little bit right now. I'm thinking, how do I get this possum to move in with me? Mm-hmm. Something weird about the psychology in, in play here. Yeah, there's something weird about it. And I'm here to drink it up. Big Hal, continue, please. My next summer game is the classic Zorb. Zorb. The Zorb. The big see-through plastic ball you strap yourself into and roll around and try to avoid traffic in. It's the perfect sport in many ways because your only opponents are gravity and yourself and any nearby traffic. But it's very safe if you get yourself a good Zorb guide. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. I've look, I've had the whole Zorb experience and it stinks. What? Yes. You get in this ball. It's a see-through ball where everybody yeah, can so see. Far, how so far, so far I'm are. on board. You got into the see-through ball. Mm-hmm. It's see-through, which stinks. Cause you, everybody can see your facial expression, they can see how nervous you are about it. They can even hear your teeth chattering. You're in this ball, and you're just immediately the ball gets fogged up with your own nervous hot breath. Immediately, right away. Okay. Then that thing gets to rolling. There's no brakes on it. You can't stop it. You start to feel queasy. There's no way out of it. You're rolling into traffic. And what happens when a stupid little soccer ball rolls into the street? Nobody stops. Same thing for a possum and a zorb. And then by the time you finally naturally roll to a stop, you come out of that thing and you are just covered in your own sick. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, well, that doesn't sound like a super pleasurable experience. Uh, the, what you just described, your sort of um, bad version of taking a, Zorb, taking a Zorb trip. But I have to point out, Mr. Possum, what you've just described does not sound any different to me than you just taking a walk somewhere. Hmm. So you're, you're scared... Mm-hmm. You have a sort of embarrassing look on your face. Yeah. You sort of stumble into traffic. The traffic doesn't care that you're there. Yeah. And at the end of it all, you're covered in your own sick. 
just sounds to me like a day in your life. Dang. I don't think it's right. the ball's fault. You're right. I mean, at least I was going faster and getting to and fro a little quicker in that Zorb. Yep. Zorb, the fastest growing leisure activity in the world. Baby, let me take you on a sunset zorb Just a rolling and a bouncing in a big old orb Sun's going down, oops, you're in trouble About to be bouncing with me in a bubble called a zorb Sunset zorb About to be bouncing with me in a bubble called a zorb You don't need a license like you're scuba diving No high speeds like zipline riding No parachute and no big fall Just a fun, safe ride in a big old ball Strap on in and let's start to roll Freely breathing through the Zorb's air holes A Zorb is a big transparent ball With straps to hold you against the wall Baby, let me take you on a sunset Zorb Just a rolling and a bouncing in a big old orb Sun's going down, oops, you're in trouble About to be bouncing with me in a bubble called a Zorb Sunset Zorb About to be bouncing with me in a bubble called a Zorb don't worry, baby, it's totally safe. Only three people ever have died this way. And they were high on mountainous terrain with Zorb guides who were insufficiently trained. My Zorb guy has a five-star rating, so come on in, the Zorb fun's awaiting. We'll pick a flat spot nowhere near the road, so we won't roll into traffic if we lose control. Baby, let me take you on a sunset Zorb, just a rolling and a bouncing in a big old orb. Sun's going down, oops, you're in trouble. About to be bouncing with me in a bubble called a Zorb, sunset Zorb. About to be bouncing with me in a bubble called a Zorb, Sunset Zorb. About to be bouncing with me in a bubble called a Zorb. And as the sun goes down, we'll be rolling around. Laughing and a-squealing as we Zorb round the town. And as we tumble into bliss, you know my only wish is these straps were loose enough that I could give you a kiss. In the Zorb Sunset Zorb Baby, let me take you on a Sunset Zorb Mr. Possum, what's the next summer game you want to talk about? This summer, you gotta get out there with your family and build yourself a summer snowman. A summer snowman? Yes. You get your, go to the convenience store or whatever, you get yourself a bunch of slush peppy ice. And as a family, you quickly plop a body together in the front yard, racing the sun itself. Seems like you'd have to do that pretty, pretty quick. Yeah, but you're going to need a big family to, to, to even think about doing the, the summer snowman. And then once it's built, hurry, you got to drizzle fruit syrup all over the top of it. And then as a family, you just, you just attack this thing with your mouth. And it's so cold and refreshing. And if you want an extra little treat, skip the ice. Build yourself a little ice cream castle. It's like an igloo, but it's made of ice cream. And you've got your own royal guard, which is a bunch of flies. Try to see if you can make them laugh. They won't. Mr. Possum, I am sorry, but this whole thing sounds really gross. Yeah, it is. It's pretty gross. But I mean, most things that people do to refresh themselves in the summer is gross. You ever see your neighbor out there with his shirt off drinking from the hose? He's having a time. Yeah. But it is no pretty picture. It's not a pretty picture, but it's a much more pleasant picture than him rolling around in some snow cone ice with his whole family, I have to say. Well, you know, that's just that's his family's business. You wanna, if you don't want to look at it, just draw the blinds. Shut them, sitting there in your dark den. Listen to them 
squeal and laugh with delight, covered in sauce and ice. And you'll be the one who is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> What you got for us now, bud? Well, I've saved my favorite summer game for last. This is a game that I like to play against the rest of the world that I call Messy Baby. Messy Baby. Messy Baby, Mr. Possum. This is a fun little exercise where you allow yourself to just be a little messy baby for a day because it's so dang hot outside. You can't be bothered to be an adult human being. We're not buttoning up our shirts on messy baby days. We're not zipping up our fly. We're not closing the kitchen cabinets on messy baby days. We're not wiping the milkshake off our mouths. We're not shaking the crumbs out of our chest hair. We're not making it to the bathroom every single time, if you know what I mean. Mm. Messy baby days. We may spend the better part of a messy baby day face down in a personal pan pizza just licking the cheese off of the thing. Because it's hot out, Mr. Possum. It's hot outside, and I'm a little messy baby over it. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. We are talking about some of our favorite summer games, and Mr. Possum, I think we're on your last one. Yes, sir. Now, this won't be the the first time that I've brought up Whack-a-mole on the radio program. You know what whack-a-mole is. You're a big fan of whack-a-mole. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like it? You go to the arcade, you get yourself a little mallet, you see the mole pop up, the little electronic fake mole, and you bonk him, and you say, uh-uh, not in my arcade. You get down below. It feels good. Well, guess what? It's time to get outside. It's summertime. Uh-huh. You get out there in the evening, about, about between 5 and 6.30 p.m., and you go out there with a mallet, but it's a soft mallet. You ain't, you ain't out there to do no murder on moles. It's a soft, kind of cartoony foam mallet. Something you'd use in an anger management class to hit, bonk your wife on top of the head. Wow, I gotta try your anger management, Coach. That sounds pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very bonk-forward. So, you go out there, and you wait for the real-life moles to come out of their real-life holes. And you got that little mallet, and they show up, and you bonk them right on the head. Yeah, I had a feeling that's where this was going. Yeah, they're not going to get hurt. It's hilarious because you're playing real-life whack-a-mole, and that's just daggone silly. And you know what? The moles don't like it. They don't. Yeah. So they learn a lesson that in this yard, the open air is where you get bonked. You better get. Yeah, you better stay down below. Go to somebody else's yard because nobody else is doing this. I invented this game. Now that's what that's what you can say to him. This seems like a more leisurely pursuit than the arcade whack mold. Seems like a much rarer occurrence for more than one mole to pop its head up in the middle of your yard at six thirty p.m. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit like fishing. You know, you sit there for a while and you wait for it to happen, and it's more about just chillaxing than anything else. You know, it's yeah. You go you go to there just to chillax in the backyard. That's what I like about it. It's mm. more like chilling. It's more like it's sort of uh, fishing. Or you could go out there, you get yourself a chair, 
You sit out there with a mallet, and you tell your wife that you're doing something. You say, mm -hmm. hey, I'm playing whack-a-mole, but really you're just sitting there thinking about nothing. Mm -hmm. And if you get yourself a real big honker of a mole, you sitting in your chair and he catches you sleeping, he might mess with you and kind of tip over your chair yeah. from below. And then that's just a good laugh for everybody. Because you got bonked from below. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like Jaws sneaking up on you when you're fishing. Mm, exactly. We're going to need a bigger chair. Some podcast. Toot toot.